Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bathhouse Bunch with James and Rhett. Uh, Hello, how are you guys doing tonight? How are you doing, Rhett? I'm alive. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I'm alive, too, as well. Um, I'm glad to hear so, that. Yeah. How was your day? Just like, you know, any other day. Quiet desperation. Uh, watching YouTube, whittling away the hours before I could have a beer. But I'll tell you what. <clears throat> you uh, uh, said, okay. It's your day off, dude. We were supposed to start the show. We were supposed up. to start, start the show at 8.30, right? And right. so uh, <clears throat> I was already rearing to go, and then you called me and said, hey, we missed the time limit, so we have to start at 9. And I was, you know, kind of lampooning you about Bitchy, the fact yeah. that we didn't miss anything you had. And I, and you said, well, go, um, you know, do a line of cocaine. And then I said, <laughs> why do you think that I have cocaine on me at all times? Like, no idea what kind of person you think I am. But I just like, I was, I don't know. I was paid for a performance in Puerto Rico with a fucking cowboy boot full of cocaine that I just now keep in my fucking foyer. Um, <clears throat> but no, so I didn't have cocaine, but I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I will go get a beer just to kill the time, you know, even though I do have a six pack in my refrigerator. So I go up to the racetrack and, uh, I, I just buy one single beer and, uh, she looks did, at me did, and wait, she wait, goes, wait, 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 did you yeah. compete in any races? <laughs> it's a, okay, I, for those of you not from Florida, the racetrack is the name of a gas station. Okay, and one time years ago, I called my mom and I said, uh, "She goes, and this was when they had payphones." And so I, I called my mom. She goes, "Where are you?" And I go, "Well, I'm at the racetrack." And she goes, "The racetrack? Why are you fucking betting? You've been borrowing money from me." And I go, "Mom, mom, mom, I'm at the fucking gas station." <laughs> so one, one vice I never picked up was going to the racetrack. But uh, so, yeah, so I go to the racetrack and uh, the, 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 you know, beautiful young lady who's uh, ringing up my beer says, uh, she looks at me and goes, uh, do you want a plastic bag or should I just give you a paper one? <laughs> I'm thinking, well, there we go. This is how the people at the race, I go there like four or five times a day. This is how they view me. They think I'm going to put the fucking beer in a paper bag and just go under the underpass where I should be living. Oh, like, my God. You know, sometimes I, you get I, a little I, drunk no, right. you, you drink it out of a straw. <laughs> yeah, do you have a straw? <laughs> <laughs> or, in fact, do you sell syringes here? I'll just, like, kind of dip the fucking syringe in the beer, and I'll have a grand old time on my way home. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's where things are where I'm at. The uh, local staff at the racetrack thinks I'm a degenerate alcoholic. <laughs> well, they're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, they are privy to my, you know, spending habits. So <laughs> maybe they're. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm coming in there with the shakes at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, not yet. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a matter of time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. 
All right, so this is pretty easy. What car was O.J. Simpson driving during, wait, 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 wait. during his... Do we have any... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we, had talked, we had talked before. Uh, the idea, I guess, was we were going to play a game of 90s trivia, being that we're gentlemen of a certain age, and uh, maybe uh, we could get the show going in that direction. Um, you launched into it, uh, blindsided um, our white supremacist uh, listeners, <laughs> because that's apparently <laughs> all we have. <laughs> and I guarantee you most of them are going to be just knocking out of the park with the fucking 90s trivia. But James, t- tell the listeners what we're doing. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're, we're going to play some 90s trivia. Some of it seems easy to us, but maybe that's just because we rock on all things. Who knows? Uh, so we're going to, if anybody wants to call in, Let's say, let's say if somebody calls in and beats Reddit 90s Trivia, uh, we'll give them a $25 Apple gift card. Are you willing uh, to do that? Yeah. Okay. How about this, though? If they identify as a white nationalist and are able to beat me, they get a $30 (laughs) gift card. <laughs> All right, the gauntlet's been drawn. The gauntlet's been drawn, America. <laughs> We're inundated. We're inundated with callers. <laughs> Just a little backstory to those of you who might be listening for the first time. Uh, our first caller, uh, you know, we had thought that our first caller was going to be maybe a little slightly mentally unstable because otherwise, who would be listening to this, you know? <laughs> Uh, we're a podcast that literally, literally exists exists under the rock that you overturn, you know. <laughs> but uh, our first caller was uh, a white nationalist. <laughs> nice guy, but um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's where we're going with that. <clears throat> uh, How about if a black nationalist calls in and uh, beats me at 90s trivia, they get $35. Now, I don't know if we're now just outside of your – Ability to pay, but oh, uh, so what? It's thirty dollars, right? Come and compete for thirty dollars. Beat Reddit nineties trivia on our talk radio show and win big. Well, I mean, that's Jesus Christ. I guess maybe. Uh, $30 winning big to anyone? <laughs> How many exclamations did you put after big? <laughs> it should have been win big, question mark. <laughs> it's like, if, you, if, you're, if you're currently, you know, suffering uh, through the Great Depression and you're able to time travel to 2020, beat Reddit 90s trivia. We'll give you the $30 you need to buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if you're listening, uh, the call-in number is 516-590-0359. If you'd like to win a $30, uh, either like, uh, what is it, like uh, an Apple gift card? Or or a... Olive Garden gift card? Sure, whatever like gift card you want, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. We, With, I, I mean, I $30 people, can go right. $30 can go a long way at the Olive Garden. 
They've got right. unlimited uh, soup and breadsticks. Exactly, which we used to uh, take part in quite often in the 90s, actually. Well, I, I don't think that we ever did together, but uh, maybe you with your family, me with my family. At Olive Garden? I don't remember those sojourns to Olive Garden that you and I took. <laughs> we used to always go, like in high school, Were we used to romantic? always go there. Like, no, in high school, we used to always go there. No, we didn't. In high school, I, didn't we just usually go to like Blimpy Subs or, you know, Burger King or something like that? I don't remember. Go- <laughs> I don't remember those. <laughs> those dates to Olive Garden with you that you remember. <laughs> hey, James, you want to split the lasagna? <laughs> Waitress, is it okay if we split the lasagna? Will we still get the free salad and breadsticks? <laughs> She's like, oh, these That's fucking exactly faggots. That's exactly All right. Well, I mean, so we, there's a there's an <laughs> exceptionally good chance that no one's going to call in. So maybe we should <laughs> start the ball rolling and see if at least I can beat you. And you can pretend <laughs> to hold white supremacist views if you want. <laughs> you, you just start off, uh, which dirty Jew <laughs> made the fail in 1993? <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I'd probably be much better at 80s trivia than 90s trivia, to be honest with you. All right. All right. My oh, mind is a steel trap. So, of, me and you, you and I are in 80s trivia, and we'll save 90s trivia for if someone calls in. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, we'll start off with that. Because my mind was really, a, you know, kind of a. <clears throat> and this is entertainment trivia, I hope. Uh, I don't know. Or just general. Trivia. Just general trivia. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, general trivia. <clears throat> All right. So, probably, was it on my iPad or was it? All right. Oof, no, this sucks. Uh, where do I have it open at? Uh, sorry guys. Like, can you riff for a few minutes while I'm looking this app up? Riff at what? What's there to riff about? Life in the 1980s. For me, it was uh, very suburban. I was being uh, taken to various uh, sports events that I failed at miserably as a 10 or 11 or 12 year old. I uh, remember uh, one of my my father's favorite moments is when I was uh, playing like left field <clears throat> at the local ballpark and a ball was hit. <laughs> okay, this is not like I'm six. Okay, I'm like twelve, and I see the ball headed towards me, and instead of attempting to catch it, I was fearful of it hitting me, and so I cut down and put my glove. I crouched down 
<laughs> oh my god! I can see your dad and, like and throwing his like, beard over my head. Down. Yes. So yes, I was I was never a uh, a very macho young man. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I was but macho, was, but I played like organized baseball from the time I was five until like I was eighteen. Eighteen? Well, no, not eighteen. Like I was gonna say, 16. I remember you being on the baseball team in high school. No, or but like just, right before I, I met you, I had been playing like for Amer- American Legion Bowl. Before I moved to Fort Myers. Oh yeah, and then you met me, and that was the end of everything. <laughs> Literally, we should yeah. never have met each other. We'd be like, if if we had never met each other in high school, we would have met each other years later, and be like, Senator, Senator, <laughs> like, <laughs> or Doctor, Doctor. <laughs> it was terrible that we met each other. It was the worst thing that could ever have occurred to human history. Okay, we're doing '80s cartoon trivia. Cartoon? I don't know anything about fucking cartoons. Do you? What? No. I mean, that is the most obscure fucking thing in the world. Is that the only thing you could find from 80s trivia cartoon? It's like 80s fucking tire wheel trivia. 80s exhaust pipe trivia. is like once you two. What about 60s trivia? 60s trivia? Well, I what about, depends oh, what kind 80s, of trivia it is. You said 80s trivia? Let me see. I did. Yes. Real funny question. Seems to be a, a running <clears throat> dilemma in the show, your inability to distinguish decades from each other. Why don't you fucking eat a dick? <laughs> That's the nicest thing you said to me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> shows you care. <laughs> I think Rhett might be lonely. Maybe he should just go eat a dick. <laughs> right. But seriously, I'm not good at 80s cartoons. I mean, Maybe I could be. I don't know. Okay, I, okay here. Are listen, you, I'm gonna, we're you? doing 80s nostalgia trivia. The first oh, okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Which of this very influential album picturing the artists reclined in a white suit and featured the songs PYT and Billy Jean? Oh, that's got to be, um, oh, jeez. Let me really rack my head about this. Um, reclining in a white suit, an artist, Billy Jean and PYT. I don't know, man, I'm stumped. Are you fucking serious, dude? Billy Jean? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, okay, I hope these get harder and you know, like as they go on. Mike, Michael Jackson, a young Michael Jackson, Pre too much plastic surgery. Probably Which album still. Was it? Oh, it's Thriller. And what are your thoughts? Do you think that Michael Jackson was a, a notorious pedophile, or you think he was just a misunderstood misunderstood man maligned by the press uh, and young boys who accused him of things? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, I think at least one of them is probably true. I think a lot of other people, like, jumped on to get a piece of money, maybe. I have no idea, though. I mean, I try to make other people's sex life as little in my business as possible. All yeah, right, that's, which a, that's what I've always said. When I, <laughs> whenever. <laughs> there was this, I remember one time my niece came to me, and she said, uh, hey, you know, the next-door neighbor uh, just stuck his finger in my naughty part. And I said, listen, honey, I don't want to hear about your sex life. <laughs> I try to make that as little of, of my business as possible. <laughs> you should have seen those saucer eyes. 
she, <laughs> I think she, I think she learned something special that day. Uh, All right. Which was a puzzle requiring the user to match the colors of fifty-four separate pieces into all six of the cube? It was the Rubik's cube, right? Or Rubik? Yeah. A Rubik's cube? Rubik's. Okay. okay, yeah. I Which I couldn't the... do it. Uh, did you ever met? Did you ever meet the kid? Okay. You okay? There were the kids who could just do it. Do you remember that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, they could just do it, and then there were <laughs> <laughs> the kids really would break the it kids apart. Were trying to strip the fucking <laughs> they tried to strip the fucking sticker off, and it's just like, oh my god, you fucking imbecile! I'm well, I'm but not I'm like even well, like, I saw people like go past like stripping the thing. Like, they would like completely break it apart. Because it's all plastic, and it was just, like, know, like you know together. What? Like, they break it apart and um, put it back there, together the right way. Okay. But apparently, there was a kid that uh, ended up making, like, a million dollars in 1985 or 84, whenever that was the craze, um, because he was like, here's how to solve the Rubik's Cube. But he figured it out because he actually took it apart, and he realized right. there was a structure to the, uh, the core of it, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, so I'm just talking about the imbeciles who are literally trying to peel off the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the sides, the sides, and like repaste them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like literally, it's just kind of like um, you know, me Tarzan, you Jane. <laughs> right. Way to approach a situation of uh, solving anything. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, I, I remember that it was a it was a massive craze, and I remember at the time thinking, why is it? You know, because I a because I wasn't good at it, but b because it seemed like people were like you know overreacting a little bit about how incredible this fucking gadget was. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Good time to stop, stop talking, dude. Okay, uh, no, okay. So I'm I'm two for two. This is fantastic. All right. Which of this late 1980s and early 1990s fad item fad item from the time capsule was eventually taken off the market because the metal edges of this colorful yet violent jewelry proved to be sharp <laughs> enough to draw blood. <laughs> Well, whoever bought it deserved to have their blood drawn is probably the answer. Uh, but I hope it's multiple choice, right? Okay. Yeah, it is. It's slap bracelets, mood rings, jelly mm-hmm. anklets, or choker necklaces. Yee. See, this is one I'm not sure. What? Um, I would uh, – well, well, hold on. It's absolutely – it can't be the jelly ring. Or is that what it was called? Jelly anklet. Mood ring? Okay. <laughs> M- mood ring was on there as well. It's got to be the slap bracelet, right? Because you're slapping yourself with a fucking bracelet and occasionally it right. will drop blood, right? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> All right. The, the 1980s saw the birth of a music video. To represent that, I placed a cassette tape of a song first played on MTV in 1991. Mm. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, I do as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, that was it? Okay. Uh, video cu- uh, killed the radio star by the Bugles. Yep. 
Nice. Good job, buddy. You know and it's also actually, a, uh, to any of you that might be listening, it's a great song to listen to. Still, it holds up. All right, which of this fad was we pulled out of the time capsule features stuffed animals, a TV series, and three movies originally based on greeting card characters? Some of the heroes of the series had names like Tenderheart, Grumpy, Cheer, Birthday, and Bedtime. Well, I'm embarrassed that I know this, uh, but wouldn't it be the Care Bears? It is the Care Bears, I believe. Yeah. Yes, it is. Right. I was always like, you know, my younger sister Jill would have, you know, her Care Bears, and I would always be like 69ing them, you know? <laughs> because as you can as, as you can tell, my, uh, my humor level, uh, you know, maturity-wise has grown a little bit, but not that much. So that's what I would do with the Care Bears. They'd be 69ing each other. All right, this is question 6 of 15. You're doing bang up so far. Which so I'm 6 of 6, any... right? Yeah. Yes. So but these are kind of like 80s now. questions, for, I think, for special people. Right. Which is the, I don't know if you're going to get this one, though. Which of this entertainment console series developed in the 70s was the staple for kids in the early 1980s, at least until Nintendo released its first major console? I know this mm, because Sega. I owned one of these. Sega? I don't think that's right. I think it's Atari. Oh. Okay. Well, it, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, one more time. Which of this entertainment console series developed in the 70s was the staple for kids in the early 80s, at least until Nintendo released its first major console? Okay, and you know so what? I think, that I, I think I, you know, I would have gotten it wrong. I said Sega immediately, and I think it went like Atari, Sega, Nintendo, right? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. Nintendo okay, might have been so second, actually. I think it was Atari, Nintendo, and Sega. Mm. Yeah, Atari right, so, was the one who released Pac-Man, right? Or Space Invaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah Atari. Yeah, like they had a, a bunch of cool games. Like I had an Atari 5600. There was an Atari 2600 and a 5600 or the 5200. I can't remember which one. But there was like a cool-ass like pole position game I used to play all the time. Oh, man, I love that freaking game. Well, it's not always just about kind of like, go ahead, go ahead. No, there's this one game. I don't even remember the name of it, but I was like, you're like the starship, and like all the like, there's just like white tiny dots all over the screen. It's you know, it's Atari. It's not like great graphics, but like no, it was terrible I graphics. Mean, That's what every game was. It was just you're trying to hit a a, yeah. a, oh, a circle with a. I used to love. I don't think Tech Mobile. I don't know if Tech Mobile <laughs> was on Atari. Tech Mobile might have been Nintendo. Well, shit. I mean, that's like it's all above me. I think because I was never good at any of that stuff. Anything that right. you like, you know, you know, hearkening back to the baseball story, hand-eye coordination has never been my thing. You know, right? And it still is. I, I like literally sober. I bump into walls occasionally. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if it's depth perception or what's going on with that, but it's just the truth. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I remember Atari was big, and then that was like the first, like uh, the first, like when. In the early, early, early 80s, 81, you know, if you go over to a rich kid's house, they would have that in Atari con- console, right? Yeah, there was also, like, like uh, another one that, like, a few people had. I, was it Coleco or something? It might have very well been Coleco. Uh, yeah. 
they had they had they had all that shit. We didn't. So you know, I didn't get anything till like '89. We got a uh, Nintendo. Right. I remember on the older time. Oh no, on the, I think on the Nintendo, like you like. Do you remember on your Nintendo? Like you would play it so much, the the spring would go bad. You had to put like the thing that held the cartridge, like uh, inside of the, where the thing is, to hold it down to play. Vaguely, vaguely, I do. Yes, I vaguely remember that. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, you crazy. just play it for hours and hours. Yes, yes. All right, so this is the next question. You're five and one right now. Next out of the 1980s time capsule was a packet of these collector cards designed to parry to the Cabbage Patch Kids. Their disgusting characters features the... Good job, Rod. The next set of items we removed from the time capsule... I remember the thing about the... uh, Let me me just uh, tell you a story about Garbage Pail Kids and my dad. My father was always a, uh, was always just kind of like a hustler, you know, you know, he was a, um, he, he was a, uh, in, in, into sports betting for like the early part of my life. And that's what he did, you know, and he was always like, we can solve any problem. Just take 20 bucks, you know? So when garbage pail kids were super popular, they were always sold out. So I'd go into the store and I would go, can I, do you guys have any packages of garbage pail kids? And uh, they'd be like, no, we sold out. And so I'd go into the, we used to have an old Cadillac. I'd go into the Cadillac and I'd be like, all disappointed. I'd be like, they sold out. And he'd be like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this is how popular these fucking trading cards were. And so he'd come out and he'd throw me like two packs of them. And uh, I'd be like, how'd you get them? And he goes, well, one day I'll teach you how to talk to people. <laughs> you know? True story. True story. So he was a fucking wild man. But he would get the fucking garbage pill kids, you know. <clears throat> Go ahead. All right. So the next set of items we removed from the time capsule was a set of Ray-Ban aviator sunglasses wrapped in military dog tags. An obvious tribute to which 1986 Tony Scott movie? Uh, uh, it was a movie that uh, to this day haunts me and it's a stupidity. Uh, Top Gun. Yep. Yeah. It was like softcore right. porn for idiots. Which of the ni- which of this 1980s fad item was a hollowed out Mexican clay pot shaped like an animal and covered with a paste like spreading a spread containing seeds <laughs> of salvia hispanica? The original design was shaped like a ram. It was uh the chia pot, but Really? I know. They'd be like, "Look what you can do! You know, you just pour water in it and it grows." And you're like, "Well, yeah, that's the concept of a plant, you fucking retard." I mean, like they made it seem like it was some kind of like technological breakthrough. You know, it's just like. So yeah, the '80s were a simpler time for simpler minds, I guess. All right, which of this colorful watch brand with plastic straps started in Switzerland in 1982-1983? American kids would sometimes wear multiple watches at the same time. Yeah, I remember these because it was the 80s. Yeah, what kind of watch was it? (laughs) Oh, jeez. I want to say the Swatch, but uh, I'm not sure if that's what it was called. But I do remember that fad, uh, wearing multiple watches at the same time. 
Yeah. Um, you can do before. Eastern, Pacific, and... Uh, I was always sad because I was too afford to pour, too poor to afford one. Oh, fuck. No, no. Yes, I know. We all were. Uh, all right. The television show you know, Miami you, Vice... Was it Swatches? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're correct. All right. The television show Miami Vice... Uh, was known for many trend-setting elements in television, including music, cars, location, and its influence on men's fashion. What was the look popularized by Don Johnson, Sonny Crockett, and Philip Michael Tubbs, Ricardo Tubbs? Well, I mean, there were so many looks that were popularized by them that I don't even know how to uh, answer that question. There were, right. um, there were, there were a couple of different things. They had, um, like, day-glow suits without a suit and tie. They were wearing a T-shirt under them. They also had loafers without What color T-shirt? Huh? What colors T-shirts? If you get this word, you win the point. Oh, uh, what color T-shirt? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so... I think they wore colored suits with a white T-shirt, right? No, like, so it's not the specific color. It's the kind of color. Did I, I already used the term day glow, right? Yeah. And it's not that? No. Neon. Neon. No, no, no. Okay, what is it? Pastel. <laughs> Custom-made Hugo Boss shirt, suit, white shirt, pastel, preferably pink tie. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll argue that to the day I die because I pretty much described their entire fucking outfit. Uh, All right, okay. so you got that wrong. Now you're t- nine and two. 1981 saw the beginning of a trend in names for baby boys when four out of the ten most popular names were biblical or myth- mythological origin, which was not one of these ten most popular names in 1981. Zip. Isaac. Joshua, Jason, or Daniel? It's okay. which one Joshua was definitely not. was one. David was yeah. one. Daniel was one. I'm going to say Isaac. Isaac? I think you're right. Yep, you're right, Betty. Way to go, way to uh, go. Because All right. you don't meet many Isaacs. Hey, how you doing, Isaac? Uh, there was the, the uh, African-American bartender on the love boat who made things happen for himself. But... Right. Um, I don't think it it started a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say All right. Like Doug, Jack, Brian, or Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me with that? <laughs> All right. Which fitness guru, who was an early contributor to the aerobics craze in the 1980s, also launched the Deal a Meal food program, had a video titled "Sweating to the Oldies." And appeared as a recurring <laughs> character in the uber popular soap opera General Hospital. <laughs> oh, Richard Simmons. And yeah. here's my here's the thing. Here's the thing about Richard Simmons is I don't even know what that is. Like they need to make a biography of Richard Simmons because it just seems to be like this decades long bizarre performance artist train wreck. You know, like yeah. Richard Simmons. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> poison, Guns N' Roses, and one, oh, this is the last question. 
Poison, Guns N' Roses, okay. and Warrant were part of a rock movement that had a big influence on fashion in the mid-80s. What was their contribution to fashion trends called? Poisons, Gun, Guns N' Roses, and... Warrant. You should get this without the clues. But you'll definitely without get the after the clues. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like... I, what I was that? Like, think like, of that genre. What did we call it back then? Well, you'd call think, it, like, glam rock, but... but no. Oh, what's another name for that? Uh, we call it, uh, oh, hair metal. Yes. Good job. Oh, okay. All right. So you had 86% correct and 14% incorrect. Well, that makes me unhappy. I should have gotten more. And especially the thing that makes me unhappy is that fucking Miami Vice thing. Yeah. All right. I described them to a T. What? Oh, wait, hold on. How do you get to this? Take quiz. All right. A popular car sign from the mid-80s marketed marketed to deter tailgating was referred to by the late comedian George Carlin as the three most puke-inducing words that a man has yet to come up with. What did the sign say? I have no idea why we're continuing to play when there's other things that we could possibly be talking about. I think I did a fantastic fucking job there on the last one, and I would have been at 90% if it wasn't for the Miami Vice thing. Because also there was the thing about, you know, they had stubble, right? Um, There's so many ways to describe how they... uh, Affected the general culture. Who? Don Johnson and uh, fucking um, Philip Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never really watched that show too much. Well, yeah, my my father was obsessed with it for some reason. I'm not sure why. But, uh, yeah, we watched it every, I think it was Wednesday night at 10 or something like that. But... um, yeah, we would watch it. Um, it was great because at the time it was like, you know, pretty groundbreaking in what they were uh, allowed to show. There was a lot of uh, murder, um, sex, and especially they were dealing with the drug trade. So there was a lot of drug taking and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and it was highly stylized. I think Michael Mann had a lot to do with it. He at least graded it. Um, went on to do some great movies. But, yeah. yeah. My father was kind of like a, a revenge thriller junkie, you know. So like, I remember when I was a kid, uh, we would we watched. Uh, <clears throat> this was when HBO was first coming on, you know. Uh, uh, Death Wish Two um, was on, and there is a brutal, brutal gang rape scene. In the in Death Wish Two at the beginning of the movie, and yeah. it's just absolutely over the top, just absolutely brutal, right? And I remember my mom saying, "Ken, why are you letting Rhett watch this?" And he goes, "Because he's gonna kill the motherfuckers at the end." <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, you know, he just loved the idea of revenge. You know, 
But, uh, yeah, it was totally inappropriate that I was watching it. Because if, if you think about it, I was seven years old, and I'm just watching a brutal rape scene. So how do you process that as a seven-year-old? Well, it's because if, if anyone does that to your sisters, fucking kill them. <laughs> you know, shoot them. It makes it, oh, yeah. you know, a woman can withstand a rape. You just got to shoot them. You know, you got to shoot yeah, the guy who raped her. I remember my introduction to, like, I was at my sister's house, who is, like, 20 years older than me. And uh, so she, I was spending the night at her house with my cousin, who is like nine months younger than me. And um, we somehow watched, what the hell was it called? It was like a 1980s movie, but it's about like this woman who gets horribly raped like over and over again. In the 80s, that was just what happened. They would always, because here's the thing. Like movies that were trying it was like, to be. It was sort of uh, like a horror. Oh, like oh, Last House on the Left, I think it was called. Oh my God! And that's not an eighties movie. It's an early seventies movie. But, but it's one of the worst rapes that ever occurs because they yeah. rape two women. Yeah, and it's over like a court. There's okay. There's like three movies with bad rapes. That um, and here's the thing. For some reason, and younger listeners uh, might not understand. But I feel that there were filmmakers who thought, well, there's different ways to show nudity. You know, there's the levity way to show nudity, like in Animal House or something. But we still have to show nudity. And so they would say, okay, we're making a serious picture, so we'll just do a rape. And then we can actually, you know, have the guy rip the clothes off the woman. And the audience is still, you know, being titillated by the fact that they're seeing, you know, the, the TNA and stuff. And yet, no, you're not being titillated, especially if you're young, you're actually being repulsed. But maybe that's a good thing because rape is bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. But yes, <laughs> Last House and the Left was super exploitive in a way, although, do you remember the comeuppance of the rapist at the end of the movie? Yeah, she gets him back, Yeah, right? it's fantastic. It ends up with, like, a fucking chainsaw. The mother fucking bites the dick off a guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. And uh, then there's this movie um, that uh, I watch over and over again. Uh, it's just in such bad taste. And the first time I saw it, it made me kind of sick to my stomach. But then I realized that the quality of the filmmaking was just so bad that I can actually watch it now without being disturbed. <laughs> and it's called I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that, Jim? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like, what's more, what's more terrifying? Is it, what's more terrifying? Is it the rape? I think that was the other movie I I was thinking of, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, they're in the same ilk. Isn't there a horrible rape in that, too? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm naming rape movies, you know, with, you know, terrible rapes. But uh, yes, uh, I Spit on Your Grave has a sequence that is uh, probably comparable with uh, Last House on the Left, that it was like, uh, you're, you know, you're sitting there, you're almost, you're watching a horrific rape and you're almost bored. You're like, okay, well, this has gone on for three scenes, you know, um, you're looking at your I got, good, I got a good rape scene. Just, I got a good rape scene from the 80s. Ready? Okay, well, hit me with it. A Fish Called Wanda. Does it have an actual rape in there? <laughs> no, I have to find the okay. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when he throws Jamie Lee Curtis down the stairs and fucking puts a fucking. <laughs> he puts his jock strap in her mouth and just rapes her up the ass. Yes, I forgot about that scene. And it was funny. I just. There's something about those British. <laughs> 
I was going to say E.T., but then I was like, didn't want to hear you talking about raping little Elliot. <laughs> no, I would have, I totally would have gone for D. Wallace Stone. <laughs> it's funnier if E.T. fucks D. Wallace Stone, or rapes D. Wallace Stone, than anything to do with Elliot. <laughs> Elliot's just like, Elliot's just fucking uh, crying in the fucking closet where he used to hit uh, E.T. <laughs> well... <clears throat> yeah, so the 80s were just, it was a weird time of um, filming rape. Rape was everywhere in the 80s. It was in all of the cop shows. It was just, you know, um, but it wasn't, it also wasn't kind of like buoyed by the, uh, any kind of Me Too to where they were saying, uh, you know, women are just always raped. It was just always kind of a thing where it was a, um, a mechanism of storytelling. You know, it was just like rape is bad. And so you, you know, you film a rape and then the man comes in and uh, has vengeance for the rape for the woman. You know, so it's all, I guess, masculine shit. But it was just, yeah, it was chock full, chock full of rapes. If you were watching a movie, there was a 25% chance there was going to be a rape in there <laughs> for like literally 15 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it, it kind of like uh, the last time I really saw that in film is, uh, do you remember Basic Instinct? Yeah. With Sharon Stone? Yeah, obviously I remember that, yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's a uh, scene uh, where Michael Douglas is having uh, angry sex with uh, his ex-girlfriend who is in the uh, internal affairs department, and she's gorgeous, but her name escapes me now. But it's it's kind of like the whole movie's, you know, kind of like uh, softcore titillation or whatever, and it's it's framed as just like angry sex, but there's no way to watch it now. Oh, her name was Ann Archer. Or, yeah. Fuck. No, it wasn't. Uh, there's no way. There's no way to watch it now to where it just isn't. It's just total rape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Yeah. We watched some weird shit back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're watching weird shit now. We just don't know how it's weird because we're living through it. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that life always shows you is that the norms always change, you know, so you you think you're living or you're watching something normal or even like, you know, you might watch, we might watch a movie today and go, well, that seemed a little stupid, you know, but in in 10, 15 years, it'll actually seem uh, super offensive, (laughs) you know. All right, so uh, Jesus. I proved that uh, I was semi decent at 80s pop culture. You did. Uh, We both proved that we were connoisseurs of 80s rape cinema. Um, How about, uh, about, uh, what was your favorite 80s slasher film? Um, I had so many weird stories about seeing slasher films from the 80s. 
Like, I distinctly yeah. felt like this is part of my life. I, like, I was, like, hanging out with, like, adult people, and I don't really remember, like, why. Were you kidnapped? <laughs> no. I like, I, this is very vague. Like, this I, I is so exceptionally vague. I have a specific memory of this woman, this older woman. I can't remember if she had kids my age or not. I don't even remember that. But, like, she, okay. like, introduced me to, like, or, like, I watched, um, I think it was, well, I think one of them was Nightmare on Elm Street, and the other one was Friday uh-huh. the 13th. At her house, and I was very young. And then, and then she comforted you through your pain and uh, checked you off. (laughs) Where is this going? (laughs) Where are your parents in this scenario? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kid, come over here. (laughs) I don't know how young you are. You couldn't have been that young because I know for a fact we're the same age in Nightmare on Elm Street. You've got to be 12, right? (laughs) At least. (laughs) So it's not like you're fucking three years old. I remember I was shitting myself. I don't think I was diaper trained yet. Uh, what movie you were watching? Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. God. Okay, so you're so like that's how uh, hazy your memory is. So at any rate, you that, you did you were <laughs> you're watching this with you're a latchkey kid. <laughs> He'd go over after school. <laughs> She'd put on a pot of tea and you'd watch Friday 13th Night on Elm Street. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this kind of, is, is it coming more clear to you? What this relationship no, was? No, I still like, I'm like racking my brain. I can't try to remember what she looked like. I think she had like blonde hair maybe. I don't know. I like I'm trying like, <laughs> like wait so 12 years old that means I was already in Florida you always astonish me with your storytelling because <laughs> you can't it's like literally trying to fit like a square peg into a circle with any form of your storytelling <laughs> Okay, so no this woman that you don't remember, no, no, you think she up, might up, have been blonde <laughs> when you were 12 years old. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he showed you Nightmare on the Street. <laughs> maybe it was the fucking, maybe it was the, the specialist at the fucking school for special fucking tards <laughs> that you went to. <laughs> she, <laughs> Okay. Listen, man. Shut up. But you, so, okay. But okay. Okay. <clears throat> keep going. So, so what year did that movie come out? Well, um, I, I think that uh, Friday Thirteenth came out in 1980, right? So if she was showing you that you could have been young, but Friday Thir- or, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1985. I think early 85. You know, so you you, you would have been 12 if she actually showed you that. But uh, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth came out in 1980, so I was six. And yeah. 
Governor Street, late 84, if not early 85. Yeah, it was 84. It didn't say when, but it was 84. Mm-hmm. Quickly followed by another film in 85. And another one in 87. Did another I, one in 89. Well, because they were, I mean, it was just so successful. Have you ever seen the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2? Freddy's Revenge. It's hysterical. Yes, it's hysterical because it has a lot of like homosexual subtext to it. Um, and it, yeah, it was the last movie where they actually presented Freddy as a just a terrible person, you know, like uh, what he was supposed to be, which was like a child murderer, you know, just bent on destroying children's lives. And then, you know, after that, he kind of became a uh, humorous villain, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm a huge fan of all of those movies. Um, any kind of slasher, and it was a, it was a. Uh, I don't know if people just can understand that when you're a kid, especially in the '80s, there was no um, access to anything even slightly counterculture because you just, you know, the only way you could see any boobs. Um, was, hey, mom, hey, dad, can I watch this horror movie? You know? And so they would be like, all right, but you got to do it after we go to bed, you know? So you would rent all of these horror movies, and uh, even if you didn't like horror film making, um, at least you did get to see sex. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, but I, it turned out that I actually preferred the horror filmmaking, but I always enjoyed titillation too, you know? Right. Um, do you, do you remember uh, no. when, uh, do you remember, uh, having, you know, wealthier friends that had Cinemax? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how fucking glorious those fucking, uh, like sleepovers were, when, you know, when the yeah. parents went to bed. And that's exactly when Cinemax started yeah. going, like around one o'clock in the morning till about four o'clock in the morning. They would show yeah. like the Emmanuel and oh, oh my I goodness, love the Emmanuel. Like Emmanuel, how I remember the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna ask you a question about something. Oh, me and my girlfriend last night watched. Uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah, and what are your thoughts on that? I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, you know, and the thing is, like, fucking my, Molly Ringwald is like, this is a couple years ago. You know, so I don't know, you like, she's maybe... never seen it before. Your your Babs hadn't? No. Really? She's our age almost. Okay, huh? so what did she think? What did she think? She liked it. Well, yeah, the part she was awake for, she liked. Oh, so she fell asleep during it. Yeah. Well, but my we thoughts on Breakfast it, Club. We watched it pretty late at night. Um, <laughs> it really wasn't her fault. And I'm lying okay, about well, her not seeing about... it. I, I, I'm lying about her not seeing it. I just was, I'm trying to figure out if she's listening or not. So I thought she would call and protest. Okay, so this this entire conversation is based on a false <laughs> premise. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's just talk about Breakfast Club. Um, do you think it stands up? Yeah, it does definitely. 
Yeah, it totally and absolutely stands up. I think it's a fucking fantastic film. Um, and like I was just like I was saying, you know, Molly Ringwald was like, oh, you know, there are. Uh, I think she was especially dumping on Sixteen Candles, but she was like, John Hughes is a fucking fantastic director, but these movies don't um, hold up to the standards of our time. And I'm thinking, of course they fucking do. People are. You think that just because adults disapprove of um, racial stuff and sexist stuff that it doesn't exist within the school system? Right. You know, I mean, the, the whole point of the movie is you're in a prison. You're in a prison when you're in high school, you know? And so they're in special prison, but they're, they're in even more of a prison when they're part of the general population, you know, at least there yeah. they can, like, communicate with each other in detention. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, it's actually kind of a brilliant movie in a way. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is, well, they're all white. Well, yeah, they're fucking suburban kids in a rich fucking Chicago suburb. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, of course they're all white. So <clears throat> she said... uh well, you know, if they were to remake it now, it should be, you know, kids of uh, different um, backgrounds and stuff. And that's that's fantastic if they were to remake that. I think they could make that super interesting, but they couldn't because it would have to pass everyone's seal of approval of, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't talk yeah. to each other the way they were talking to each other in the movie, which right. is, if you watch it, is like shocking at times almost. You know, and it takes you back to how we talked to each other when we were young. Yeah. I remember the things I used to say to girls, holy shit, (laughs) you know, or or like just the things that people would say to me in passing. Uh, So, yeah. What are you doing? <clears throat> uh, hand exercises. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Starting some cocaine, James. What the fuck do you want from me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally found some under the couch. I was on my hands and knees for the last fucking half an hour. <laughs> hey, you got to earn that dough. Yeah. <laughs> got to make it happen. <laughs> oh, there's a half-empty bag, but at least it's... I, I look at it, when you look at a bag of cocaine, you got to say you know this is either half joke? empty or half full. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you even get my joke? What, what, what were you saying? Did you even get my joke? Oh, did I lose? Did I, did I lose a gem, a di- diamond in the rough? <laughs> no, you said you'd been on your hands and knees for the last half hour, and I said you got to make that money. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Fuck you, it was a good one. No, no, that's what. That's why we worked so well together. I mean, what the what, what can you say? We were like the Cagney of Lacey of our time. <laughs> a little less lesbian, but yes. <laughs> I've probably been slapped around by more men than the, either of them. <laughs> I'm fucking world weary and fucking uh, street tough. My uh, more than those, those two girls. 
Oh, you want to do a trivia game? Well, no, I, I really don't. Uh, let's talk about anything in the news. I really wish we had someone that could call in. I know. Well, let's call somebody. Let's call somebody. Let's call somebody this evening. Let's rope somebody into our twisted world. World and our web. It's terrifying to anyone. Jesus, at this point. All I want to hear. What? Oh, I gotta look it up. Well, we're not going to... What? Nothing. I'm just saying we need to fucking tighten our belts here. I thought you were looking for somebody. Okay, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a song. No, no, stop. Did you hear that? Hear what? I don't know, I guess they're just playing in my head holes. My head holes? <laughs> my oh, head Jesus. <laughs> What's in your head hole? <laughs> I meant it's to say, playing uh, in the head hole of my mind. Let's <laughs> get poetic about it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'm asking Jen once again to call in, but, you know, uh, I think that most people are skeptical, and they should be. <laughs> uh, I don't want. No, don't do her. I don't want to do her. Let's do somebody else. Well, you think she? What? What do you think? She's gonna yell at you? No, I don't know. I just don't. No, I don't. I mean, no reason. I don't know. Just... Well, there's really no one else. I um, I had uh asked Brent to be on the podcast tonight and he, by his silence, seemed like <laughs> resounding now. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people don't actually like to call in and like feel like they're on the spot about anything. So I hear yeah. it. I hear it. But Well, I tweeted about it again, so. Yeah, if any of you out there in the um, dis- disenfranchised community want to call us up, go for it. Yeah, we've got all the platform you need, baby. <laughs> we'll listen to any motherfucker saying yeah. any crazy thing. <laughs> as long as you just call in. Literally, like, literally, we could have on someone who is like, what do you, what do, you do? Well, I'm a child murderer. Okay. <laughs> you know, we just need to fill time. Right. Um, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell yeah. us your last name. Why do you murder children? What do these children do to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, I mean, what is the, what's the problem with them? They'd be like, well, you know, you don't understand. Uh, it's just a compulsion. I'm like, oh, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think we all want to kill children. But, uh, you know, what makes you different? What makes what makes you a pro? Well, I cut them up into little pieces, <laughs> and that that I imagine takes talent. <laughs> you're, uh, so you're uh, a craftsman. 
scatter them across three different counties. <laughs> I feed them to my fish. <laughs> and I'm not going to I, I don't know why it's such a go-to. Like, whenever you're talking about awful people, you do a southern accent, because that's not fair yeah. either. I mean, there's a lot of good southern people out there. Yeah, they're doing their best. They are. Doing their best. Doing, doing their best. Okay, I'm a bit lost on me. What is that from? <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I mean, like one area that you could have gone down, I think, is uh, when you were whenever that, whoever that woman was that was molesting you and making you watch those horror movies, <laughs> if, if she had a piano there, you could have actually written a uh, theme song for a 1986 um, sitcom, and it would be like, they're doing their best, they're doing, they're doing their best, they're doing. <laughs> and you could have made millions of dollars like fucking Alan Thicke, who wrote the Growing, Growing Pains theme song. Right. Yeah. So here's the top headline on Twitter for me. It okay. says, a school reopened. It had to quarantine students within hours. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I... I Excuse me. They had to quarantine students within hours. I mean, essentially, every fucking class is a quarantine. I mean, where are they... Would you read it? Oh, you want me to read it? Okay, well, my goodness. Are we just going off headlines? You have no ability to actually read the fucking thing that it's saying. They had to quarantine with hours. I mean, how would they even know that, you know what I'm saying? How would they even know right. that these people have the coronavirus, these kids? As more school, okay, here's the title. A school reopens and the coronavirus creeps in. As more schools abandon plans for in-person <laughs> classes, one, oh, God, of course it's in Indiana. Fucking A. Is it like, is it? Oh, Greenfield. Oh, Greenfield. That's like the next town over from where I'm fucking from. Fucking idiots. All right. As more schools abandon plans for in-person classes, one that opened in Indiana this week had to quarantine students within hours. One of the first school districts in the country to reopen its doors during the coronavirus pandemic did not even make it a day before being forced to grapple with the issue facing facing every system, actively trying to get students in the classroom. What happens when someone comes to school infected? Just hours into the first day of classes on Thursday, a call from the County Health Department notified Greenfield Central Junior High School in Indiana that a student who had walked walked the halls and sat in various classrooms had tested positive for coronavirus. Administrators began an emergency protocol isolating the student and ordering everyone who had come into close contact with the person, including other students, to quarantine for 14 days. It is unclear whether the student infected anyone else. We knew it was when, not if, said Harold E. Owen, superintendent of the Greenfield Central Community School Corporation, but we were very shocked it was on day one. To avoid the same scenario... Well, I mean, they they shouldn't be shocked. That should be just the natural protocol. You're either going to open it or you're not, right? So, like... 
I mean, this the same. This is a thing on a macro level that's happening on a micro level, you know. And then, what's going to happen uh, if if they don't come up with a vaccine? We're just going to do this for the next ten years until we just de- devolve into a fucking living hellscape, you know. So like, the kids are. If a kid gets coronavirus, it's literally like much less much less than if you were to get fucking chicken pox or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like it hardly affects them. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. That's a, and I, you know, my rule number one has been no coronavirus talk, which you completely have since <laughs> day one of this podcast paid no attention to <laughs> because I'm not a fucking doctor and I don't know. All I know is I'm about to be driven mad and be living under a fucking overpass because of this fucking thing. So, uh, you know, what's the, what's the next headline? Um, Dobbing. Looking. <laughs> Someone put this. I don't even know what this is about. This is, the headline is: America really going to ban TikTok before guns? <laughs> okay, well I, that's lost on me because I'm not. That, I, I don't know what TikTok is. It's something that kids do. Yeah, I think so. And why are they banning it? I don't know. I'm not clicking on that. Okay, so. <clears throat> All right. Um, wow. So this. Uh, oh, you don't want to talk about this. Never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, how many people do you think have died from the coronavirus? Take a while, I guess. How many people? Yeah. 170,000. Close. It's 150. It might be 170. Okay. So, so, yes, I don't want to talk about it. All right. I'm fucking looking, dude. You can look up some shit, too, dude. You got a fucking phone. <clears throat> Well, I have a computer in front of me, too. But what I'm saying is, I said, do you have anything to talk about? And you said, yes, I've got, like, three different things, and we have not discussed one of them yet. I'm getting to them. (laughs) (laughs) This is is such a silly fucking thing that we're doing. (laughs) Because, really, it couldn't possibly entertain anyone. And uh, I mean, I'm not entertained talking to you, quite frankly. <laughs> because it's, it's a it is a bad fucking um, sign when the person when the co-host on the podcast is like, Jesus Christ, when is this going to end? <laughs> Terrible <laughs> hey, at least they're listening. <laughs> but they aren't. They aren't, James. We we. <laughs> uh, 
look at our stats from last week. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Stats. Our stats. God, I want to hit you right now. I wish, I wish we, you know, uh, I would love for our show to get so popular that I can move up to New York and actually physically hit you <laughs> while we're doing this. <laughs> That would have been a moment. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something about her. <laughs> uh, the stats, even if, say, even if it was like it said, 300,000 people have listened to your podcast, they, the whole thing it was, would be 300,000 people listened for two minutes and turned it off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. I think they think we're going for the, um, what's it called? The, the 18 uh, to 25 demographic. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when you're like holding back on something like in a movie or something, you're waiting for the, you're like uh, finale. No, <laughs> never mind. Man. Okay, thanks for that. That's another reason why I need to be up there so I can hit you. The whole show would just be like, uh, what was that old uh, cartoon show? That old puppet show where. Uh, uh, the 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 guy would just or the woman would hit the guy and the guy would hit the woman. What was that? Cuckoo Fran and Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is like a blast in the past. So I'm sorry for anyone who's listening that is under the age of fifty. <laughs> but there used to be pu- there used to be puppets that engaged in domestic violence on television for people's amusement. <laughs> Trying to live that puppet life, man. It's hard. <laughs> Can't live that puppet life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? I'm engaging in that puppet life. <laughs> You're like, hey, Chris Brown, what are you doing? Just engaging in that puppet life. <laughs> uh, hey, OJ. What? <laughs> Do you have any advice for the young kids? Yeah, you need to engage in that puppet life. <laughs> also, if I would have did it, I would have did it like this. I would have done it with a marionette. <laughs> they'd be, they'd, had I done it, had I done it, there'd be, had I done it, there'd be strings on both of my arms. <laughs> it would have been filmed in black and white. <laughs> it would have been broadcast in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I don't even know why you're putting like the date on it, but okay. <laughs> She's just well, not okay. Show is popular, but <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this particular show, I got you. <laughs> oh man, Oof. all right, <laughs> I'm gonna start singing a uh, uh, theme song and you tell me what show it will do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
like a race to the bottom. Okay, you're gonna. So is this? Are these theme? <laughs> are these theme songs from the '80s? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I can play this game for sure. All right. We're moving on up. Moving on up. Oh, we stop. Okay. First of all, again, your inability to understand decades is astonishing to me. <laughs> it's the Jeffersons. I know, I, yeah, I, know, I, know, I know they bled into the 80s, but it was more of a 70s show. <laughs> All right, uh, 80s. Mm, that one's super simple. I can probably tell you the first word and you'll know it. Here's. Here's. <laughs> you didn't even sing it. Are you talking about Johnny or? No, it's a TV show scene. <laughs> here's, and then it's like an ellipsis. Here's like here. Okay, just sing it to me, you idiot. <laughs> just goes here's. <laughs> just goes here's. That's it. <laughs> You should really have to get this, man. If you think about it, it's really simple. Just think about it for a second. All right, think about it while I go okay. pee. I'll be right back. No, I... Christ. Just, 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 you can't leave me to go pee. Just work yeah, out your problem. With just the hears. You said, so the, 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 the song is hears, and that's it. There's nothing else to sing. <laughs> I would imagine it would be called Here's. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Sunday night in ABC, we have a special episode of Here's. <laughs> it's about <laughs> a, uh, a poor woman from Brooklyn that lost her hearing in a uh, – she's a telephone operator. She lost her hearing in a power surge. And then years later, she had her ability to hear. So we call her Hears. A very special episode of Hears involves her being raped because it's in the 1980s. What, how is Hears going in a very special episode? How is she going to deal with the rape? She's going to get her... Uncle, who is a New York cop, and he is going to track down the non-specific. He's probably uh, he's probably a white guy who's playing an Italian, but he's really a Jew, and he's gonna kill her, kill him, because here's can hear again. Ladies and gentlemen, that special episode is going to be on the air. April 29th, 1983. <laughs> you fucking idiot. About? I hate you so much. The next, I'm going to tell you, you get a fucking pot to piss in next to your fucking microphone so that you don't leave me hanging like that. Dude, I got like a huge like table microphone. That's what I'm saying. 
put a pot next to your fucking console <laughs> and piss in it. Don't ever leave me like that when we don't have a third person to talk to. I just did a terrible improv on four years. <laughs> it somehow involves a fucking. I think that I, I think that it had involved a uh, a woman who was a telephone operator, and then the lightning struck. <laughs> she went deaf. <laughs> and she was also raped at the same time. And. Uh, she got her hearing back, <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> that's why the uh, theme show was "Hears" because she can hear again. <laughs> you fucking imbecile! I can't believe you just fucking left me there. I'm just struggling like a motherfucker. <laughs> Here's the story. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, you hate you. I hate you so much. I have never hated another person more than I hate you right now. Okay, well, it's the Brady. I guess that would be the Brady Bunch, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> And again, it's not from the 80s. Your inability to distinguish decades from each other is just absolutely astonishing to me. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, well, this is an 80s show because he said, I'm going to be singing. You, you said that specifically. I'm going to be singing 80s sitcom uh, <laughs> things to you. So, all right. <clears throat> the first one was from the 70s. And then the second one was from the 60s. <laughs> and you're going to be like, the next one from the 80s, you're going to be like, uh, you're going to be like, I don't even remember how the Lone Ranger goes. <laughs> you're going to be hitting me with that. But is it like, but it up. Well, that was just absolutely. I've spent a dismal hour and 22 minutes with you so far. <laughs> this has been absolutely dismal. <laughs> we played a terrible game. <laughs> no one has called in. Because outside of the white supremacist community, no one wants to hear us. <laughs> you looked up the people that did hear us and, and then just like was con conspicuously absent because you realized there was like four. <laughs> and then you came back and uh, gave me a 80s fucking quiz <laughs> on sitcom <laughs> sitcom themes th that none of them came from the 80s. They were, weren't even close. <laughs> so I don't know what to say to you, my man. I'm about over. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.
Uh, you want to call it a night? Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, uh, but we did a good hour twenty-five, so I mean, I think that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. We def we definitely need to get uh, um, a guest on the show next time, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are, you, are you okay? Uh, so, like, if we don't do a show tomorrow or Tuesday, I'm probably not going to do one for a while because my uh, daughter's coming over for, like, four or five days. Okay, we'll do one on Tuesday, then. Okay, so tomorrow? Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Strap on your seatbelts because we're gonna be coming at you like motherfuckers on Tuesday. <laughs> Forget about it. Because if this is any indication <laughs> of where we're going on Tuesday, just <laughs> grab a hold of yourself. Because things are gonna be happening. I I'm telling you. All right, James. All right, man, have a good night. You too. Bye bye.